0: So welcome to the Money Buddha podcast, where I chat with people who I admire, people who really follow the things that light them up in business and in life. And our guest today does exactly that. She's a brand communications expert, realtor and entrepreneur. She is known for her signature blend of wild optimism and truth telling. Having consulted with dozens of entrepreneurs on their brand identities, she is adept at casting a vision of what's possible, while also embracing the truth. Thanks to her infectious energy and bold storytelling, she leaves the audience thinking bigger about the impact of their brand and the stories they write every single day through their actions. Be prepared to dig in because this guest won't stay on the surface. So let me introduce you to Natalie Davison. I feel
1: the live studio audience is clapping right now and I'm excited
0: (laughs) I always like to do it like almost like a hockey game or something like the big intro like awesome (laughs) good build up yeah 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 so thank you so much for being here I'm excited to talk to you we don't really know each other I guess we've maybe met a few times or seen like Anyways, we'll get into it, but we'll I get really into it. it. Yeah. Thanks for having me. You're welcome. So, first of all, I wanted to tell you that um, like you're a big part of why I started to post more um regularly on social media, which is one of the reasons I really wanted to have you on here because you're like part of my journey and I and you like didn't know about it, I don't think. Or maybe no. I told you, I don't think I did. No, no. No? Okay. Sometimes
1: no. Now. <laughs> Thank you. That makes me, I mean, I'm sure you can see my face. I, um. That makes me so happy because I know how hard it is for folks to show up regularly online as their true selves and grow their businesses and how much courage it takes, especially if it's not something that you feel naturally inclined to do. So when people tell me that I've had an influence on them in that way, it means so much to me Because I just understand exactly how hard it is, and um, the fact that you know you consider that anything I've ever said or done has helped you do that really means the world to me.
0: Oh, good! I'm glad. I'm glad. I like telling people, like, because sometimes we forget. We forget to like Uh tell people their impact or like, yeah, you know what I mean. Like, just we never realize when we do post that it's actually gonna maybe inspire someone or like just they needed to hear what you had to say at that very time, like it's crazy. Yeah, and there are days where it is hard to post. Like there are, Mm -hmm. you know,
1: it's like, I do, I post a lot, I post a lot on social, always have. And uh, I think people think it's like very easy for me. (laughs) It is not. There Mm -hmm. are days where it is like, there are days where I'm like, "Mm, no, I can't post that can't uh-huh. post that, can't, I don't have the mental stamina for what that's going to create on the back right. end today. Right. So, um, it's not, you know, it's not always just easy. Uh, it's one of those things that you, you decide is worth it and you prioritize right. it. And, you know, after, after a while, it absolutely is. When I hear conversations like this, I mean, when you say things like that to me, it makes it very easy. Next time I have a hater come at me to just, you know, slide that aside and remi- remember why that's actually so important, right? Like, right. and I feel like the frequency of the content I create is so important for other folks who have small businesses because. If I'm getting hit and I have a tough skin and I can kind of bounce it off, I feel like I'm kind of taking that for the team. Um, and I think about that a lot. So when I get it, I do get a lot of comments in public, like in public in real life about my social. Um, and I hear all the time, just like folks that I know in real life being like, oh God, you post too much, or oh, another walk, you're posting about your walk. Like you're not even a fitness person. Why are you posting about your walks? Like I get a lot of that. And it's so, um, it's so easy to deflect and I I usually even try to turn it into more content. I try to like create content around my objections for folks who are trying to find their voice. So for that person who's watching me and saying, geez, like I really want to start a business. I really want to grow it on social. I don't have the budget for other kinds of marketing. I think I can do this, but I'm scared what my friends and family are going to say. I take it very seriously that if I take those hits you know, we're not, we're not all in it alone. Right?
0: Right. Oh, my God. Yeah. That's so true. And it really yeah. does go per day. Like, depending on the day, you're like, like, today, yep. I'm like, <laughs> feeling it. I just want to post, like, all day. I'm just like, chatty. I like want to talk to my phone. Do you know what I mean, like, do videos? Whatever. Yeah. But it's just some days you like you're the like, we feel the opposite. And it's, 100%. Oh, my God. And, and then so... when you push yourself, that's when yeah that one video that you're like oh should i post it Mm." and then you post it that's usually the ones that take off or that really resonates with people which is so funny but as you do it you like see that that's usually how it goes
1: well, and, you know, that's the thing about visibility, right? So, you know, it, like it, you did, a, you read my bio, which is like, I'm so grateful uh, that you did. Um, so everybody listening knows that I'm also a brand communications expert, which means I help folks find the language that tells their true story and use it to get visibility and, and grow their businesses. And when you have visibility, when more people can see you and hear what you're saying as a brand, um, you're going to have more feedback, right? So right. everybody's like, oh, I want visibility, um, which... You do, you need visibility to grow your business, absolutely. But it's also like, if you're not used to visibility, there are growing pains there. There are new experiences on the other side of that that come at you that take some getting used to. When, when I work with businesses that, that have a hard time growing or that you know are inclined to stay small and their growth mindset isn't quite intact, I mean, that makes perfect sense, right? We're wired to try and protect ourselves and you feel safer staying small. And so getting more visible when you're not used to it of course it feels terrible. Like it it feels uncomfortable. It feels scary. Your brain is telling you, don't do this. Stay safe. I'm going to save you. Don't talk. Don't (laughs) hit that video. Don't dance on the internet. A hater is going to come and not like you. Like that all happens, right? Mm -hmm. It is a, it's a real like exercise in, in what matters to you and then choosing the habits to support that even on the days that you don't feel like doing it.
0: Right. Okay. Oh my gosh. No, that's amazing. And you do a good job for sure. Like you're Thank one you. of the, yeah, you're consistent for sure. The two things you said, I remember like, it was like, I think 2020, I was at home. I had a baby. Uh, in Fe- It was February. So she was only a few months old. And I was like, okay, I have time now because usually you're busy in your day. So, it's like, okay, I have time now. We should really like double down on posting. Like, that's, I, I have time at home. I'm all I'm doing is thinking and probably being on social media. So, instead of just being on social media, like, let's create content. You know what I mean? Like, right. yeah. Um, so, because I feel more inspired that way than if I'm just uh, consuming. So, I, I'd rather right. do like create stuff, I feel better that way. So you in one of the videos, which landed like perfect time, like right when I needed to hear it. I think it was like myths of like people like things that people think they should do in videos or why they don't start or whatever. So the two things you said that resonated was you'll never be ready. So just start. Mm-hmm. or something like that
1: but it was I think I, I said I, I think I, I can remember I can't believe I remember this <laughs> um but I remember making an Instagram post on Mero, which is my mm-hmm. like my business account for uh social media support um and and brand communications and I think I said ready isn't real right I think I was, and I said, actually, I said that a lot in 2020. I, now that we're talking about it, I had it at the beginning of my webinars. There were a lot of, a lot of that conversation. Ready isn't real. Uh And, um, in, you know, what I mean by ready isn't real is when people say I'm not ready, it's because they made up an arbitrary finish line in their own minds. You're like ready, ready is not an objective measure. (laughs) Most, right. Like you're not like, okay, I'm ready to do social now that like you know, it's 27 degrees outside. Like there's not like, um, there's not like a metric that is objective and like, like that you can say like, is now the time, right? Right. It's, it's it's like literally a finish, like a startling line that you put in your head and most folks create it based on their level of fear. Mm -hmm. And if you're starting something new, then you are definitely in fear, yeah. Like you just are. Right. <laughs> and, and so that means you're ready is, is going to be like, it's not going to work and you're going to keep pushing it. So that's, uh-huh. that's why I say that all the time. Ready. Isn't real. It's a fictional idea that uh-huh. you're making up usually to protect
0: your fear. Yeah, totally. Yeah. And I was like, that's true. Like what, when, when is the, when am I going to start? Yeah. You know I mean, like there's no, Yeah. so that I was like, yeah, just like, I'm just it's now (laughs) and then I think you also said the second thing that I was like oh my gosh okay that makes sense I was always because of my line of work I was always scared to say the wrong things in terms of information or missing information I was like Mm. if I say that and then this is missing maybe they're gonna think that like I was creating a lot of yes of like maybe even other people in my industry seeing my videos and then being like, Hey, no, that's not correct. Do you know what I mean? Like, cause some people are more intense in like guidelines uh-huh. and stuff than me. And uh-huh. so I was always scared about that. And so you said something about like, you don't need to be an encyclopedia and like know all of the things like mm-hmm. people don't care about, they can Google it or something. Mm-hmm. Like that. And I was like, Oh, that's what I needed to hear.
1: Oh, this idea is rooted in, um, and how we build trust, right? And trust comes from two things, competence. So that you have to be competent in the thing that they need to trust you in, mm-hmm. um, and, but competence and openness. And so if you have competence and openness, then you have trust. Now what happens is, we get into our fear and then we overvalue competence and we act like we have to be competent in every single thing. And then that means that we do it at the expense of openness. Because if we are competent, if we're acting like we're competent in every single thing, like we're perfect in every single thing, we're actually leaving no capacity for openness, right? Openness comes from our vulnerability and like our ability to be a little bit imperfect so that people can connect and see themselves in your story. And that doesn't happen if everything you do is always perfect. And I'm sure we've all followed some of those people online that just like everything's like hair is perfect. Font is perfect. Like language is perfect. They don't say, you know, somebody said to me the other day, they're like, I can't do ums and ahs. I'm a professional speaker. And I'm like, yeah, that's why I call myself a semi-professional speaker because I'm going to say um and ah. Uh I'm going to talk with my hands. Like I'm going to do those things because you're not hiring me to be perfect at that. You're hiring me for like an honest, true connection. So I'm not going to sacrifice openness and our human connection so that I look perfect. Mm -hmm. You won't trust me if I look too perfect. Just won't happen. No. Yeah.
0: For me, it's almost like red flag now. If someone's like too put together, well, I mean, not towards them, but for me, I'm like, "Ah, I'm not sure. Like you can usually feel that. Uh it's- yeah. And you may not
1: even realize you feel it. That's the other interesting thing. Like it just could be, it, it, you just don't get pulled in, you know, right, right. I, I love the analogy and I don't know if someone else came up with it, but I've seen, been saying it for years. I might've stolen it and don't remember. So I'm just going to like put that out there. But like, um, I love the analogy that your brand is like a magnet. And I always say it attracts and repels in equal measure. So if you have a really, really strong big magnet and you bring the right polarity metal nearby, it is going to like slam into it. We've all seen that, like just a really strong magnet. But if you bring the opposite polarity, it's going to repel it super fast. You're going to watch that thing go flying across your desk, right? Versus if you have a weak magnet, it may not bring that the right polarity in with any kind of intensity. It might not even pull it over. You may have to touch it. You might have to actually put it there yourself. It's not gonna repel either. And so, so many folks don't wanna repel anybody. So they mm. keep their magnet as weak as possible. That means that they can't attract in equal measure. So nobody really cares. Nobody really nice. re- is repelled. Nobody really gets attracted. Everything's just kind of like eh. And if you think about the energy of a magnet or the energy of a brand, a personal brand, mm-hmm. energy's energy. Mm-hmm. So I promise you that if you're at all connecting to this content right now and hearing my voice, and you're like, oh my God, I love this lady. Hopefully you are. There's somebody out there that equally is like, oh, like she is triggering me. I think this is BS. Like there's, that is happening in equal right. measure. That's just, right. you know, and the price is, the price is worth it for me. I love it. I love, I love nothing more than you coming on and saying, Three years ago, you said something that changed my business, Natalie. I'm like, what? What do you mean? And so I said something that you were attracted to enough that three years later we're having this conversation. That's wild. Somebody else with equal measure is like giving me the middle finger. Out there the <laughs> that's just how it is, right?
0: Yeah. No, um, that's awesome. I mean, yeah, I and I believe that makes so much sense. Love that analogy for the magnet because I feel like I also don't like. I could be doing more and putting myself out there more Um, like I'm used to posting but I just the content has obviously just like I'm not putting out what I could be like Mm -hmm. um, to help people I feel like there's other things that I I, I'm stopping stopping myself from doing so that's like next level and which is just kind of you're just kind of floating around and not yeah yeah like people are. yeah and, ah, and it's like
1: fun. and you feel like oh my gosh well at least I'm doing something which like right true. like you know what I mean so like this is like I'll be on this journey the rest of my life you right. know what I mean so like hmm. what's you know what I'm like what's going on in my personal life is gonna affect how confident I am to be polarizing today. Like you know right. what I mean? Like if I've got like yeah. something dramatic going on at home, the last thing I'm gonna want is some hater on the internet coming at me. I don't have the capacity. There's nothing wrong with that. Yeah, it's like there right. are seasons where my skin is thicker. There's nothing wrong with being honest about that. And I think yeah. that I'm in a currently in a season of thicker skin um, at the moment, but like there have been since 2020, some seasons of thinner skin for me. And that's been in relation to some personal things going on in my life. And I'm not going to ever make myself feel bad about that. Like, right. you know, that, that's just, it's not always a season for growing. Sometimes right. this season for kind of like sewing, you know, and and <laughs> just and oh. taking care of what you
0: have. Just made that up right Sewing. Here. Oh my gosh, that's the best. It's the, it's the first thing. <laughs> and then I just him, like, on the winter. Money Buddha podcast. <laughs> <laughs> oh my gosh. Yeah. No, I get that, and I'm usually not hard on myself about it, but I just kind of had an aha moment. I think. Out, so, thank you. so I
1: made a post the other day. It took me three three days to post on my real estate page. That's mm-hmm. so that's at Meet Me in Moncton for anybody following. That's where I do real estate content about Moncton and any Moncton content. I have two Instagram accounts because I have two ways I generate revenue and I have two different audiences. So, uh, Meet Me in Moncton is my real estate account, and I make a lot of content on there about real estate, about real estate contracts, construction, residential homes, commercial buildings. Like that's where I talk about that stuff. And I made a video. It took me three days to post to have the courage to post. And it was about um, this mailer that's been going around, a mass mailer that's been going around town from somebody who wants to buy off-market properties. Um, You know, and that's how their business works. That's how they generate revenue. And I actually, like, I am highly respectful of all small business owners. I support small business. I support innovation. I support creative ways to grow your business, all of that. And also, I am in people's houses every single day who do not understand what we do. it's very complicated We're licensed p- professionals and I can watch I can with the wrong advice, you could watch somebody lose all of their life savings with mm-hmm. the wrong advice. And so as a licensed professional, I have a vested interest in protecting my clients. And so I made this video about the, the risk of calling this person from their mailer, who is unlicensed, who's going to only generate revenue if they buy your house for less money than you could actually sell it for. It's the only way they can make money. So I made a video about that, but it took me three days to post it. And it took me three days to post it because I don't want to come at somebody's business Mm -hmm. at all. And I don't want to put that energy out in the world that I'm coming at somebody's business. And so I really want to take the time to be thoughtful about this and be like, why am I making this video? Is it truly of service or like, am I being competitive? Why am I making, like, do I want to win or do I want to help? And I kept coming back to that question until I was so sure that, no, this is coming from a helpful place. This is coming from a place of, you know, I really want my clients to have the best information, the best advice. And this is truly what I believe is the best thing for the most people. It is from service. Then I posted it, but it took me some time to get there because it's so easy to just get caught up in everything that's going on
0: right yeah and like I feel sometimes your personal feelings how you're like yeah like where is it coming from why am I 100%
1: happy? yeah and yeah. I
0: did yeah. I did see that video and I loved it I was like okay that was so clear I didn't feel like you were coming at anyone it was very just like informational like just like hey by the way in case you're wondering like this is because I have seen those mailers out too um yeah but some people don't know like what it means you're just like oh and they just get caught up in you know, I'll have
1: clients so. call me that are about to list their home and be like, "Hey, I just got this, you know, mail from somebody who says they're a house flipper and they'll buy my house." And I'm like, "Sounds great." Like, like, "Listen, yes, you're going to pay me commission if I sell your house 100%. Like, like yes, and here's what that includes. Mm-hmm. Professional representation of your interests." Like, <laughs> that's what you're paying me to do is to do this job for you, to speak on behalf of you when right. you call that person, They generate revenue on the opposite. They generate revenue for taking care of their interests. They only Mm -hmm. generate revenue if they can get your house for less money than you would have paid. Like that's the only way their business works. You got to understand that, right? So that's, um, yeah, that's where the place of service comes from. And I I try to be really careful about that because ultimately I think social media gets such a bad rap from folks and it's not social media's fault. How humans behave
0: mm-hmm. we decide
1: how we behave we decide how we interact with each other social media is just a
0: place we're hanging out right
1: that's yeah. so
0: true oh my gosh okay so much good I can't wait to like re-listen to our episode <laughs> I always like feel like I'm in a different place when I re-listen to it and then it see me differently but right now I'm like oh my gosh on cloud nine.
1: <laughs> it's kind of funny I did I was like I
0: wonder what we'll talk about and here you're about social I, which is I which know. is
1: fun I know yeah. I
0: wasn't sure I always like to go with the flow so I kind of have an mm-hmm. idea what I want to like where I want to go or ask you because I usually have questions about it because it's people that I follow and that I like and that I admire so I'm like hmm, what do I want to talk to her about That's so awesome. I wanted to hear about your story like becoming an entrepreneur. Sure. I don't know all of it.
1: Well, you know what? This nobody's really asked me about, like how did you become an entrepreneur? So thank you. Mm-hmm. Um so it is it is a long one. I got my real estate license in 2005. Okay. How old were you? How old were you then? <laughs> oh,
0: was uh, grad. I was in grade eleven. <laughs> okay. okay. Graduated. Okay. Yeah. I thought you
1: were quite a bit younger. Yes. Yeah, so, um, so I got my real estate license in two thousand five at the fresh age of twenty five years old, and I was living in my second house. So I bought my first house when I was twenty three. Next one was twenty four, and my husband and I were um, we were kind of flipping, like we were living in and then picking up equity and moving, and uh, we were doing that in a suburb of Toronto called Oakville. So I got my real estate license then and um, definitely did not have the guts to be a full-time entrepreneur at that time in my life at all. Like I was not raised to be an entrepreneur. I don't come, my parents had a restaurant, but like we didn't have like, we just weren't like kind of entrepreneurial people in our family. We were much more like go-to-a-job people. And um, so I didn't have that that bone in my body, but my mother-in-law was a realtor in uh, Toronto. And is still. And uh, so she, so we bought our first house, she was our realtor and I was watching and, and I was like, geez, like I know that this would, this would be something I could do for sure. Um, but definitely didn't have the mindset or the guts to go at it full time. And so I actually did it as a side hustle for like seven years and had a job. And, you know, my first house I ever sold, I can't even, right now, I I should go look up the uh, property tax right now, but it was like, one of my friends bought their first house for me for $292,000. And it was almost on the lakeshore, which is like, like anything down by the lakeshore in, in uh, the suburbs of Toronto is just absolute insanity. Right. So she it wasn't even $300,000 for a detached house, almost on the lakeshore Port credit. And she still lives in it. She's raised her wow. family there. Yeah. I was messaging with her the other day. It was so cool. So that was back in 2005. Um, and you know, that's, that was my start. It was always like, okay, I'm going to do this on the side, make a little extra money. Um, we're going to flip our houses, make a little extra money. It was always, that was always kind of how we did things. And then my husband got his real estate license in 2007 or eight. And, uh, we were like, okay, you go full time. I'll, I'll keep a job. You go full time. And then I got pregnant with twins. (laughs) Kelsa priest. <laughs> <laughs> Ryan had yes. just gone 100% commission. No course. no <laughs> income. Like, woo, <laughs> let's, have, let's have these babies. So, um, yeah, so I took a couple years, you know, off having my babies. And then we decided to move back to Moncton. And again, my husband was a realtor and I was like, I'll get a job. So I went to work for a home builder here in Moncton on a salaried position. And I did all sales and marketing for five years for them. And when my job was eliminated, I never real estate license. I never got one in New Brunswick. I didn't have to, so I wasn't in a situation to sell houses. And I had just my job had been eliminated, and I was like, "Well, geez, I know a whole lot about marketing, and I know a whole lot about social media marketing, digital marketing." And this was like uh, my job was eliminated in two thousand five, so it was two thousand six. I was kind of just getting on, you know, my start. And I was like, "Geez, a lot of people need help with this. Nobody knows how to do it. I had to learn it." Right And so I started uh, doing consulting, um, agency work, started an agency, started a program called the marketing lab where we would teach small business owners how to do their own marketing, which was very successful. and I did all of that and and still do that kind of work. Um, I've been doing that for seven years, but three years ago I got my real estate license back because my husband doesn't sell anymore. And I honestly was like, this is the pandemic um, I'm a professional speaker that had dried up. my income was kind of like, different, like it, it just didn't, it just didn't look the same in 2020. I don't, I don't know who's did. Um, and so I was like, Meh, my dad has to sell his house this year and my grandparents have to sell their house this year. And I was like, if I sell a couple of family houses a year, nobody really, I'll just kind of slide under the radar.
0: <laughs> nobody will really
1: even know I have my license, you know, but I'll just like do, I'll just do this on the side and whatever. I've always done it. I love it. And, um, you know, three months in I had to hire an assistant and was <laughs> like everything exploded so yeah that's you know that's like the very like fast version of my journey so you know full-time entrepreneur for the last seven years um but a uh dabbling entrepreneur for like most of my most of my adult life
0: oh my gosh that's amazing and Mm. I did um I did go to like you had like free workshops and stuff like for um the marketing uh like main marrow And, uh, and yeah, no, it's always so, (laughs) I've always kind of followed you along, but I didn't know like the whole story. So yeah, yeah. And I still do, you know, I
1: still do, um, speaking, I speak on marketing. One of the things I'm working on right now, I'm super excited about is, uh, a new keynote called speak for yourself, where I've taken all of everything I've learned from building brand communications for companies across Canada and in the States, um, everything I've learned about how to build brand communications to help brands get everything they want, and how we can apply that to our lives to so just do the exact same thing to get what we want in our lives. So those very same tools that I would use to build a brand, I think are actually probably more helpful for us as individual humans. Um, and I'm working on that
0: right now. Uh, that's amazing. I love, yeah. that. I love yeah. that. And actually that touches on one of the things I wanted to ask you about. Um, So I noticed that you've been really committed to, um, making uh being like working out or going for a walk oh yeah priority. my health yeah 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 yeah, yeah, yeah. Your health yeah. on top and so yeah. yeah so uh how has that been like I think your journey for the last it's been I've you're always walking I always see your post. <laughs> I love it
1: it's become a major part of my like online world for the last year for sure and I'd say like my life for the last year so about a year ago um I was, I was facing a bunch of stuff I had um um, some stuff going on in my family that was challenging for sure in terms of just some relationships. And then, um, my kids went to high school, which <laughs> I like, I have a friend who just dropped off her youngest at college yesterday. She's in the States and she, you know, she's like sobbing. I don't even know how I'm going to get through that. Cause like high school was <laughs> completely like a, a mess for me. My, I have twins. So Everything happens at once. I don't get like, I don't get like a warm-up round and then like a final round. It's just like right. they go to high school, everybody's in high school, right? Like they, they, you know, they start like walking, everybody's walking. Like it's just right. how it is. So when they went to high school last year, um, I had always built all my businesses and my work around the ability to go get them every day at school, drive home with them, spend a little bit of time. Like I really designed my life around the relationship I want to have with them. And they go to high school last year and like they don't need me like and so they would Aww. leave the house in the morning i drop them up, and i insist on dropping them off on the way to school which is four minutes from my house these kids have never even been on a bus like i'm completely <laughs> creating a codependent situation but like you know so i dropped them off at school every day so i at least get that and um and then they, they have football practice after school so that first couple of weeks i know this is a crazy long intro to this but i think it's important <laughs> if you have women listening um so i so i dropped them off and then they have football practice and my husband coaches football. So he's there too. So, so I drop them off at eight in the morning. Nobody comes home till 8 PM. Oh my gosh. Nobody needs a snack. Nobody needs a drive. Nobody needs to tell me about their boo-boos. Like, <laughs> like nothing. Like I just like went from being like, they need me so much to just like 12 hours. Like they come home and now they're tired and right. they're taking a snack and they're going to relax and they're going to go to bed. And mm-hmm. I'm like, what so my mental health was like and and at the end of summer so it starts getting dark earlier so my mental health was just like do, 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 going through all this stuff and I also had been diagnosed with them um, an autoimmune condition that was like scaring me about like what could happen with that and what it could turn into so I had like this kind of perfect storm of just like discomfort like right. re- relationships health um, value, like everything. And, um, Tammy, who had been my assistant and just become a realtor and became my buyer's agent, which the goal was for that to free up a lot of my time. And it did right at the moment where I probably really could have used the distraction of being right. Busy. So, so that <laughs> also happened, right. So my business didn't need me as much. Like all of this, like external validation that had been just like at me for the last 10 years, 12 years, 15 years, was gone. And I'm just standing there like, no, nobody needs me. <laughs> like what's going on? So, um, so my mental health wasn't great. And my physical health wasn't great. And so I remember I started going for walks because I literally felt like if I don't today, I might not make it through today. Hi. Like it was like, I got at least some dopamine at the end of that walk that just made it. I could ride out the day. And that was like it. Right. So I just go for this walk. And the next day it's like, go for this walk. And then I would start to like, things would get hard during the day. I'd be like, okay, don't worry. You have a walk later. You're going to be okay. And I'd go for my walk. And that just walks turned into runs, um, you know, runs turned into going to rowing class in the winter because it's heated and it's infrared. And that's really cool. Um, which turned into going to a naturopathic doctor to start to look at other remedies. And over time, um, and in counseling and some other tools that over time led to a really wild compound effect of, of healing my body and my mind and, um, you know, coming into probably the happiest season of my life. Yeah. Oh,
0: my gosh. That's <laughs> such a, like, I love to hear about stuff like that because I find we all go through it and it doesn't always show and we don't always talk. Well, I mean, I don't see a lot of people like during my day other than the same people every day. So I out on my way to like talk to other friends and stuff. So I feel like we're more isolated and like, same for me, like the last few years, I've never, my mental health has never been so low and it's always been Mm. pretty high. So I just feel like it's been like a survival mode, like. Yes. 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 I couldn't like do more than the minimum of like, which was still a lot required from me. Um, Yeah. Like work and like everything was like super intense, but but I still couldn't do like more. I mean, it was, I still felt like I didn't even have that energy to do just what I needed to do.
1: Right. Which means you're neglecting the things you actually most need to do. Right. So like, you know, I, so I started posting, I mean, so a couple of things like that happened along the way I started, I just kind of started posting like a selfie on my walk or whatever. And, um, people would like reach out and be like, Oh my God, you look, you're glowing. What's going on? And I'm like, no, I'm in the worst season of my life. Like, you know what I mean? I'm like, what do you mean? You know? And I call my counselor and she's like, listen, healing and hurting can happen at the same time. She's like, if you're not hurting, there's nothing to heal. Right. And I'm like, oh, which gave me permission to say like, okay, like you are making progress, Natalie. Like, you you know what I mean? Like it, it's coming. Right. Mm-hmm. So there was a lot of that, um, during it where people would be like, oh my God, what's going on? And i would be like, I'm like, I'm in a dark place. Like, I'm like, it's not what you think. Or people are like, how much weight have you lost? I'm like, who cares? Right. Like, I'm like, that is not important <laughs> right now. You know, like, so it was a different, like, it was a dip, like it's been a different journey and um, but yeah, like it's a, it's a whole, it's a whole energy healing. And I'll tell you like one of the things that also was the hardest to wrap my head around and now I talk to, cause I post my walks and runs every single day. And so I talk to a lot of people about this in the DMs, right? There's a lot of conversation in my DMs about, especially with women more than men, um, about this entire journey, their lives, their wellness, like whatever. And I'm not an expert and I'm definitely not a doctor, but like, I'm having these conversations in the DMs and a lot of women are like, yeah, but how do I, how do I find the time? Right? Mm-hmm. Like that's exactly what you said. And I'm like, I know, I know what you mean. I know how you feel. And there's nothing in your brain that's going to believe me right now that you actually have it and you're not choosing it. And it was like, I wouldn't maybe have done it if I didn't think I needed it to survive. Like right. I, I was, I was like desperate. Yeah, I was desperate. I was in so much, like I was miserable. And so I probably wouldn't have gotten there. And then it was like, I don't know, two months in. And all of a sudden I was like, No, I look forward to doing this every day. Like I enjoy the, wait a minute. I get an hour. Nobody talks to me. My headphones are in. I'm listening to whatever podcast I feel like, whatever song I feel like. I might put the same freaking Beyonce song on repeat for one whole hour and nobody's going to complain. I don't care. But like, it's just me in my bubble. Mm -hmm. And that's exactly, exactly what most women need. And exactly what I wish I had been doing for the 15 years prior when I felt like I was on this hamster wheel of helping everybody else first. Right, like, what a game changer it would have been if I could have just told myself that I was allowed to do this then.
0: Mm -hmm.
1: Right. And nobody was telling me I couldn't. It was me. Mm -hmm. That's where
0: I'm at in my life right now with like younger kids. I mean, my son's eight. He just turned eight. So it's kind of, I kind of see the light. Um, but my three and a half year old is really, she's like, right. It's right in there. Like that keeps us like, yeah, more toes and like energy wise, but. Um, it's where, like, yeah, I've never like now. If I sometimes I'm like, I tell myself, okay, no, like after I finish the lunches or after, like, I and then I push it back. Like even when' yeah. in the bathroom, yeah. you're like, okay, I'm just yeah. gonna finish all this and stuff. You don't even go to the uh-huh. bathroom when you need to. Like it's just insane yeah, and it's our yeah, own doing. Hundred percent. You know what? I would rather buy my kids
1: freaking gas station sandwiches on the way to school and get my walk-in, Right. which like now my kids are older. But you know what I mean? Like the things we think we have to do are not fair. They're not fair. There's also like, you know, and not everybody has a partner, but like I do – and he's super helpful but there were a few years where he's working away and i had it all on my plate so again i know what it's like to feel like you do not have the time i definitely looking back could have could have had the time and it was yeah, like yeah. i didn't think i deserved it right? right there's always this running list when i talk to other women who are and especially if they're high achievers in the career they run this list and it's like you know clients um kids husband maybe uh sports like whatever like the the list is running and it's all the things they're doing, all the things I did, and you know, it just looks like that's all your list, which a it probably doesn't have to be, right? It doesn't probably have to be all your list, but also the list never stops. And so I know for me for years it'd be like, Oh, there's a client that I could be working on their thing, right? So I'm gonna do that instead, mm-hmm. right? No. no, like wrong, wrong, you know, right. like I'm sick. <laughs> like I was sick, like a year ago, right. I was I was sick and i was headed on a path of like more sick mm-hmm. and i was just like now i look back i'm like this is this is nuts like i don't talk to sometimes i'll talk to a client on my walk if it's like the right if you situation feel like it. but like right. i do not i do not usually like you know <laughs> yeah and, right and like if if there's a person out there that's like oh you know what i don't she walks every day i see her videos like i don't i don't want a realtor like that please don't Good. Hire me. like yeah. please like Like, that's why I'm showing you who I am so that you don't like it. You can, you can just show yourself the other way Uh and we don't get into a relationship where I'm going to disappoint you for being exactly who I told you I was going to be.
0: Right. Yeah. Great. Yeah. I, yeah, no, that's, I know, you know, I know you understand all of it. Yeah. Yeah. But it's like,
1: you know, I just, I just wish like, and I, and I think it's happening. Like I have, I am having these conversations with my DMs, but like, I just, wish I could just get in the brain of every woman who was me before last year and give them Permission. the belief mm-hmm. that they
0: deserve their own time. Right. Yeah. It's definitely a work in progress. So like, yeah. Yeah. Like yeah. for me too. like, I take time to go to the gym, which I love. I love going to the gym. Good. Good. And, but I also know like how much of it that I can like per week, like I, I try to make things reasonable to start. Right. Like I don't like think, Oh, I need to go five, like five times a week. Or like I don't put those extra pressure on myself. I'm like, look, this is my goal. And like, so yeah, I think we need to. And
1: Jolene, I think that the most important thing that people don't realize is like if you can figure out the feeling you're focused on. Right. So like when I started accidentally, um, I would go to feel better. And then I would finish when I felt better. Mm -hmm. And that has not changed. Like, even if I feel like I'm a nine out of 10, and then I go and now I'm at 10 out of 10. That's still the same thing. I go for the feeling. I don't care. Like, I think my body and the amount of weight I've lost is the least interesting thing about my journey. Like by far, I, I just it doesn't even occur to me, right? Like, it's literally like the feeling I am going to have. And if you can convince yourself that you deserve to feel good and then you run, you start to know what it feels like to feel good all the time, other things change. Like um, I don't drink anymore. I don't drink anymore, not because I have anything against drinking. But when I drink the next day, I'm not even close to a nine. I feel right. I feel like garbage. I feel terrible. I only know that because I spend most of my time feeling good.
0: Right, I wouldn't know that
1: otherwise. It would just be fine. It would just be fine.
0: Yeah, I know it's like a snowball effect. Yes, and it can go either way. It can go just deeper and deeper. (laughs) Or amen, sister. Yeah, Yeah. (laughs) it's so true. Wow, that's a good one. Oh my gosh, I think this is gonna be so helpful to hear, like for other women, because I love. I hope so. I'm a girl power girl. I like to hype people up. Mm. Like that makes me feel better
1: so yeah yeah well
0: that's what we need to do right that's what we need to do yeah cool so um would you say there's like what would be like one habit um that you learned that like was a game changer in your life or business
1: walking every day yeah right Uh, yeah yeah like I mean it's
0: if anybody ever asked me about any
1: habit ever that anybody should implement in their life it's that like um I don't You know, I have a lot of business habits and I will take, I probably take a lot for granted because I've always been career first. So I think I have a lot of business habits that are probably pretty solid that um, I take for granted, but the game changer is that it's the mindset shift. Like, so, you know, your podcast is called money Buddha. I'm assuming you talk about like money, mindset, abundance, growth, mindset, that kind of stuff. Um, I'm just going to, there we go. Um, Like I'm assuming those conversations are happening on the podcast. And so, taking the time every single day to say, I have enough time to give myself one hour is abundance mindset. It is. Yeah. It is. It's scarcity mindset to say, I don't have time Mm -hmm. because time and money are just both energy, energetic exchanges. And so if you say, I don't have time, you're really saying, I don't have money. Um, because you can buy like you can buy time. You can mm. hire someone to watch your kids. You can hire, like, and I know that sounds incredibly privileged. Don't get me wrong. But like, there's ways, there's exchanges you could do. You could, you could trade with somebody who could help you with that. You could, you know, I used to, when my kids were, I, I was good at this before when my kids were babies, because I had to, again, I, my mental health required me to move my body every day when I had baby twins. Mm. And um, I would put those babies, I remember walking 10K a day because they would go to sleep. And I could have my brain to myself, right? Right. Um, You know, there's like, there's stuff we can do if we want to have an abundance mindset in, in saying, I don't have time is the same thing as saying, I don't have, I don't have resources, I don't have money Mm -hmm. and it doesn't serve you even if you need more resources or you want more resources to go where you're going in life, which like I definitely do. Um, and have, and have been in financial positions where like that is absolutely what has to happen. Um, it does not serve you to stay in a mindset of lack. That's not going to move you out of it. You have to be able to find the faith to move into an abundance mindset An abundance mindset is not, I don't have time.
0: Right. No. And I find the language is so important. Like now I, I'll if if I say it I'll catch myself if I say I don't have time but I usually don't anymore I always say I don't like I choose not to do that like it's not my priority Uh I'm I'm not not choosing it I'm not ready to commit to that like I know I should maybe maybe that would help but I'm not ready to commit to it and I yes I never say I don't have time anymore If
1: okay and if there's another habit i'm coming back to your question because if there's like a hat like somebody's like no but i want a business blah blah, blah. i want a business habit um i uh i have two things that like i work on with my team that are like i'm starting a little manifesto for my team of like who we are and mm-hmm. so that is like that includes we always have a notebook <laughs> like you will not do not let me catch you without a notebook <laughs> <laughs> why are like why are you here if you don't have an ability to write down the important thing that's gonna happen in front of you? Um also notebook inspires trust. So if like I'm sitting across from a client and they're telling me everything that they want in their dream home or in their brand or whatever, and I'm just like, Oh yeah. Like, you know, that feeling when you're at a restaurant and you give your order and it's one of those like, oh, look, what a fancy server I am. I don't need to write your order down. That does not make me feel good. Like, no. I want to know that you said no onions and, no, and like the likelihood of people not putting onions in it is higher. That will make me have a better experience. So, uh, so we always have a notebook that's a habit and everything goes in your calendar. Everything goes in your calendar um and if you can get into the habit of putting everything in your calendar every single thing in your calendar Mm. uh, it's going to change your whole life so those those including
0: your walks right that is amazing that's so good that's very good advice which I started doing the calendar thing like a few years ago because I thought I did I thought it would I would feel restricted because oh like this is because I do like to live on like Just kind of going with the flow with things. But I'm always, my brain's a mess when I do that as well. Like creatively, I like that. But I realized once I started to use my calendar, oh my gosh, it was a game. It was definitely a game changer.
1: It's a game changer. One of the things that I think is, uh, you know, if people want to get really good at their calendaring habits, um, make yourself a calendly link where people can book in with you. And all of a sudden you're going to prioritize putting your meetings in so that people don't double book you. right? Right. So, um, you know, I just recently, like I, I, rejected Calendly for so long. Um, just, yeah, I was like, nah. I was against so, it.
0: I was like, super no, against thanks. it.
1: And let me tell you, it puts, it puts my meeting rates through the room. It's crazy. People much prefer to, they will book a meeting with you in two seconds. So, um, yeah. my Calendly link is like, it's only half hour meetings, made it short and sweet. Um, I get way more meetings with new clients, which is great. But. It requires you to be relentless with your calendar. So I literally have like, I'm like, okay, I do not want anybody to be able to book into my calendar after a certain time of day because I'm at football and then I don't want to be rushing home from the kids' football practice or a game to a meeting, which has happened to me twice in a row. And, And that seems to be the time that my clients want to meet. So right away, I was like, okay, I cannot, I cannot leave those open. So now like you, you can see in my Google calendar right now, when I'm not, I'm not taking calls at these times, yada, yada, yada. And it has created more freedom in my life, way more freedom in my life.
0: Yeah. Yeah. No, totally. I get that. Um, I did the same thing and I couldn't believe it because I was so against the Calendly and when I started using it and this, I find, I, I always thought in my head, I had this thing thinking like, oh, well, if I don't like open up enough, like the, they're going to be like, oh, can you do like evening meetings, whatever. And like where I'm in my life now and in my career as well. Um, Cause I've been a mortgage broker for like 15 years. So I don't need to talk to people at night. Like this is my, I'm, yeah. I'm available like pretty much mm-hmm. from, I mean, eight to three 30 or whatever. Yeah, So yeah. There are my times, take it or leave it. If the bank tells you, Hey, I have an appointment in a week at two o'clock, you're probably going to make it happen. So like why wouldn't you value my time the same so that's kind of yeah. where we started to put boundaries which i didn't have yes. before and oh my gosh and no one like almost no clients ever say anything about it they just look yeah they don't care they're like oh okay this is it cool they pick 100% down. yeah yeah absolutely you know it's um
1: it's really interesting now in my real estate business We so there's myself, uh, Tammy, who's the buyer's agent that works with me, that was my assistant, now is my buyer's agent, and then we have an assistant. And, um, you know, Tammy, like, I don't know, I don't think there's anybody who does more open house on weekends than our team. Like, we are we we crush that piece because we believe so much in that piece. Um, and so that means she works on weekends, right? And most weekends she's out, and sometimes I do, but more her than me. And I'm telling you, it's it's great because we choose it. But if we didn't, we wouldn't. Like, yeah. like we choose it. We sat down right. and we said, what matters in the business? It was a slow revenue year. I was like, let's give this a go. Let's look at things this way. Let's see if we can turn things around. And the strategy works. So we do it. But like, we choose it. And she knows, like, we've had meetings, you know, at other times in the business where she's been like, I don't, I don't want to do these things. And I'm like, okay, then we try another way, Mm -hmm. you know, so she came to me tomorrow and was like, I don't want to work weekends anymore. Um, Then we would try another way. Like, that's what we're here to do. Like, like being an entrepreneur is so hard. If you have other people's rules as well, like if you do what you should, then you're going to drive yourself absolutely bananas. You've got to be at least in the driver's seat if you're going to be an entrepreneur.
0: So true. Oh my gosh. I can't wait to re listen to this episode. That's so funny. Oh, ah. no, this is great. Oh my God. Do you know what's
1: hilarious about me doing podcast interviews? Every time I do one, they're like, it's going to be 30 minutes. I'm like, no, it's not.
0: No, I know. I changed it. I changed it. So I used to. Every um, time. <laughs> I used to. I hadn't paid for Zoom yet because I wanted to keep it under 40 minutes and the maximum is okay. 40. But then okay. I realized I realized like I like to talk and I don't like to cut it short if it's going so well that it needs to be longer. Yeah. So yeah. it kind of went against my values for that. So then I paid good. for it. Like good. Yeah. And I needed to Whatever feels it. right, right? We learn right? like I do yeah. think oh, listen I mean, back to the
1: open houses, you know, in January we had a, we had a meeting and we were like, you know what, we're not going to be a team that does open houses at all. We had decided we were like anti-open house because right. we had not found a system yet that was working that made sense. And so we were just like, no, like we're mm-hmm. not doing them. And so, you know, so off we go, we start our year. We think this is how we're going to do things. And then all of a sudden, um, you know, we, st- we were having, we were having our worst year. Like we were not having a good year come April of this year. So a few months had passed, things were not going well. And I said, okay, like, let's sit down, let's re-strategize. We're going to try again. We got to build this business in a different way. The way that we were doing it is not working in this environment anymore. Right. And that was clear. The success we had had the last two years was gone Mm -hmm. and we had to do something new and something fast and it had to work. And so we rolled out a very aggressive listing marketing strategy that includes three open houses in a row, like Friday night, Saturday, Sunday, we're doing, team's doing open house tonight. It's Thursday. Like we were like, this is how we're going to go about this. It's not just that we've got, it's a fully integrated marketing strategy. We are talking mail. We are talking social. We are talking in-person open houses. I mean, you name it, we are doing it. And it is like, It's, it's one of like, it's just performing so well. We're so proud of it. We're inspired because of it. We are doing a better job for our clients. Our clients are happier. All of a sudden we're like, okay, we were wrong. Right, Move along. Like we were wrong. Like end of story, you know, no ego. Like you got to just keep going. And if we had been attached to that Mm -hmm. or, you know, whatever, or even attached to the fact that we were having a bad year, we'd be still having a bad year. Right. Like I Mm -hmm. talked to, and I talked to realtors every day who are like, yeah, well, it's a bad year. I'm like, right. No, like, Like, you know what I mean? It could have been a bad month. Like I'll tell you, I had a bad quarter. Right. Would have been a bad year, but I had a bad quarter.
0: Mm. And that is a choice. It is a choice. That's so true. And, um, last year at our, um, we had like a a retreat or whatever, uh, conference for Mm -hmm. like, and um for them. and so during the conferences they kept saying which was like banks and lender whatever and yeah. they kept saying oh next year is gonna be a hard year for everyone all the time and I was just like why are people already putting next year is gonna be a bad year like what are they doing yeah. like it's just not there's true. only one way to guarantee that right Like exactly you know that oh, comes down exactly. to you like and I yeah, feel like when I mean, people, it's just, you need to adjust your um, strategies. Like that's what I told like everyone else that was on our team. And I'm, I'm like, it's just, we need to refocus on something else. Like everyone's going to need something. It's just, which one are we going to, which one is going to work better next year than what we're and doing And you know what now.
1: happens is people make things mean things, right? So like, so I like to say like data, not drama. Like you have information, you have information about what the markets do has done so far this year in April. Like, like you can make it data and right. then do something different or you can make a drama yeah. and go home and put your blanket on. But like, <laughs> that's up to you, you know, but, but if you can stay in data, not drama, you can then make really good decisions about what you're going to do moving forward. Markets are like, like people get really freaked out about markets, but like, I'm telling you, I talk to realtors every day who are like, yeah, I'm just having, I'm just having a worse year. And I'm like, so I have a Facebook group called known where I it's free. I just coach for fun. Cause I love to, and we're doing a project called best year ever. Even if you start in August, so I today's the last day of August, but it started last week. Anybody can join. Um, and I'm coming on live coaching and I have my goals there. I said, if this is going to be the best year ever in December, I'm going to look back and be like, wow, I had the best year ever. I'm going to list. I'll tell you right now, 12 houses <laughs> between last Monday and uh, end of November. And if I list 12 houses between last Monday and end of November, then the financial outcome of that and, and the spinoff of the buyers that will come from that, I'll be able to look back and be like, wow, that was my best year. Best year ever. High five. Proud of me. Oh. So that's the goal. So I taught everybody in the group how to break down a goal that way to do the math, to do that. And that's what we're doing. And guess what? I said it out loud last Monday. And then I put a sign up on my wall in my office, and I wrote "Fall Twelve Listing Challenge." Just made it up for myself, it's mm-hmm. in like in the office. Right, it's right here, whatever. And um, it's a week and a half later, and I have six. What? I have never oh. in a week and a half signed six listings. Never.
0: That's crazy. I. That's love what that
1: happens coach. when you say things out loud. When mm-hmm. you have the courage to say. I'm not having the worst year ever. I'm having the best year ever. Like you have the ability to make a decision. If you believe you can handle it. What happens is people are like, oh, I'm having the, it's August. How am I ever going to have a good year now? I never, I'm not worthy of that. And that's what we have to change. Like, yes, you friggin' are like, it's literally just here. Oh my
0: gosh. And make a plan. Like,
1: Yeah. But it's not even that, it's not that even that dramatic. Just, yeah, It's literally nice. like, so anybody wants to join Mindset. the group, come join the group. It's free. It's fun. But like, literally it's like, okay, what number, what like, and it doesn't have to be financial. There's people that are working on fitness goals in the group. Like, I don't care. But we said, what, what do you want to be celebrating on New Year's Eve? What do you want to say? Mm-hmm. Look back and be like, wow. I had the best year ever. And I only started in August, right? like, that, which is like what I did last year with my health journey. So I was like, what would that look like for you? And so some people, it's a health goal. Um, For me, it's a financial goal. And I was like, okay, so financial goal, I have a lump sum of money. I want to be able to say, hey, I achieved this financial goal. And like, in considering how I started, I really want to say I achieved this financial goal. What would that look like? Broke it back down. I was like, okay, what's my revenue per listing? How many listings do I need? da, 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 da. da. And, and that's it. It's that oh simple. You put it into the universe. It comes to you. It does.
0: Oh, the, uh, for sure. A hundred, a million percent.
1: Yeah. All yeah. the time.
0: Every time. All the time. <laughs> oh my gosh. Okay. I'm so excited. Thank you so much. So, so, so much for being here today. This is great. It was so fun. Oh my gosh. Super fun. And I will be joining your group as well like right ah, after. Can wait, <laughs> wait. Awesome. I'll send you the and, link in if you want. You okay. can tell everybody. Tell your friends. Yeah, I will. I will. And also Chatel um she's going to be on there too, my assistant. We're going to make awesome. it awesome. Very cool. I'm very excited. Like cool. really, inspired right now by that awesome i'm so happy yay um so where should like listeners find you online like where do you hang out the most yeah so
1: i would come to instagram if you like what i talked about today i would go to instagram that's where i would hang out and that is at natalie underscore i underscore davison because i was late to the game and didn't get natalie davison (laughs) Um, so that's my Instagram and then of course I said earlier at meet me in Moncton is uh, my real estate page if that's helpful for anybody but um, yeah I'd love for you to hang out over there or join the Facebook group so it's called known K-N-O-W-N and you know my like my whole mission is to help more people feel seen heard and valued in whatever way they interact with me so um, that matters
0: Sweet. that's so amazing thank you so so much and thank it you does, and everything you do helps me so I know it helps other people oh, it's awesome really great so keep doing what you're doing thanks girl thank you so a okay. uh, reminder to the listeners to go do something that lights you up today okay Bye.
1: Love that. bye